0: Hello I'm Adam. And I'm Ben
1: And I'm Jenny Off of Filmbusters Ben
0: And welcome to Filmbusters without Paul Wow That's a fucking weird opening Every ever time without <laughs> Paul And he normally leaves his podcast So we are sorry if it goes a bit skew. with Paul is doing baby duties tonight So he is not on the podcast And he has left it in our hands and we'll see Why has where he this left it in up. our hands? Because you're doing the editing we're doing the recording and the talking and leading it. He's got nothing to do with this one. But He's we've, offered, a,
2: we've, we've messed everything up. We've, we've removed one of the team members and we've brought in another one.
0: Yes. Fit, Paul is our captain, isn't he? He's our leader through the dark. Hopefully Jenny can bring us something and we'll do it together between the three of us. It <laughs> might be better. You knows? you might never come back.
2: Well, Jenny, do you want to tell the listeners anything about yourself?
1: Oh gosh, put me on the spot right away. Um, something about myself. Well, I'm off of Filmbusters Ben, so I'm very much not a part of this, but um, you know, you guys have kindly invited me today, so here I am. I'm and not sure what to say Busters, about myself, then? to be honest. How do I know Filmbusters Ben? Gosh. Yes. Wow. Where do I start? Um, off of.
2: I, I, off of. That's such a weird of. term. People are trying to work out what the fuck off of means. It's like you've got his
0: arm, and you've just fallen off of him. Yeah, it's Damn like you're some sort of
2: contagion or something. Like, like you caught
0: me.
1: I'm very much my own human being. I must be clear, but I am—I am the wife of Filmbusters Ben.
0: Yes, we keep it in the time. family. We keep it in the family over we here. Keep
1: it in the family. We
0: normally only have the lovers on when we have them for your reference. So, That's yeah.
1: true
2: Now we've got the real Thanks. lovers. Exactly. Ooh. enough of that filth talk. So, before people start thinking that the ship is is already on its way down into the ocean, well, let's clarify what's going on here. Why are we why what are we covering today,
0: Adam, and why are we doing this? We are covering one night in Miami, which is uh, Regina King's debut directory film, isn't it? Is that you said? Yeah, it is. is. It's, uh, um, and it is being broadcast at the London Film Festival And um, yes, I went to sit today and Ben saw it Was it yesterday, Ben? We when saw it Saturday morning Yeah, two Saturday days Saturday morning and now it's Monday evening So yes, this was when this podcast is being recorded um, And we're literally doing this
2: We're doing it because I, Any listener who was expecting something else in this episode It would be because you were expecting a Justin Timberlake episode because that was our next next one. Unfortunately, the timings wasn't right and we thought we couldn't leave you guys hanging. So, we'll bring the crew here for this one. We'll do this little one-off for you. We'll do a current film.
0: And Paul has been resent off to train by the Tory government to get a new job. He can't be in the film busters industry anymore, reviewing Should films. He is now off working... Doing cyber. He could be doing yes, cyber. Yeah, retraining as a... He used to be a ballerina as well. <laughs> um, so, yes, he's left it in our capable hands. So... Yes And they um, are
2: capable They are capable Yes they are very capable <laughs>
0: um, You sound like you're both yeah. trying
1: to reassure yourselves I love yes, it Yes they are
0: capable yes Yeah um, you got That this. also does mean we won't have a quiz for you this week I um, don't know how you guys feel Boo. about that You could make up your own questions and try and get an answer You can well, edit I tell it you, out <laughs> and
2: I tell you the only thing we could do here actually The only thing we could do And this is the only fair Jenny's way is it? Jenny Mm-hmm. If, if you wanna, it, I don't wanna put you on the spot, but if you could come up with one question related to this film and address it to both me and Adam, and if neither of, of us get it, then Paul gets the point.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Okay. I should have right. given you
2: some warm- you, warning. You
1: you could have given me a little bit of a, a bit of warning, but hey hey. I did one have off a the think. spot. Yeah. Okay.
2: Let me seconds.
1: think. Let me think. Let me
2: think. You ever think for twenty seconds? Do you know what?
1: Actually, I, I've already thought of a question, right. and uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be totally the opposite of Ben because I've actually said to Ben the last couple of times. I just thought, man, these questions are hard. You got to give people a chance, right? So I'm gonna give you guys what I think is an easy question. She's considering take pity. you both, she both put you
2: this- on you,
0: Adam.
1: <laughs> I I want to give you both a chance to get in there and see who gets it first. I'm in is there, right? i
0: the top. Okay. Yes. Okay. I, I haven't played against you in ages, Ben. I know It's been, almost it's been a whole year.
1: about a year Oh loving this The rivalry so ju- Alright so
2: let's let All the listeners know Just for, the, for those who don't know This is the quiz That we do in every episode At the moment I'm at the top of the table With 21 points Paul is second with 19 And Adam is last place With 16 Maybe mm. you can close that gap I didn't
0: realise I was that far behind But yeah so I think you're adding points On behind, here, my son. Well, we're not playing I'll have to listen Through the podcast And work out
1: the order here. <laughs> Where did it all go wrong?
2: All right, let's see what's going to happen.
1: Okay. So, you both ready for your very easy question? Go for it. Okay. So, I mean, obviously, we haven't got into the film at all as of yet, but, um, you know, one of the characters in this film is Malcolm X. At one point in the film, when they're all having their chat, he says that he needs to leave that room and says he needs to get something. What was it that he needed to get it's from a the camera? Car? There we go. Motherfucker, well,
0: you answered the question before it even finished being asked. <laughs> yeah, because it, I allowed. just knew I had to get in there.
1: That's allowed.
0: Man, nah. I took a risk.
1: <laughs> I swear, Paul did the same thing a couple of podcasts ago. So there yeah. you go. Adam gets the point.
0: Thank you, Adam. I gets I the point, point
2: anyway for being a rude, arrogant little gentleman. <gasps> who, who I'm sorry if you on a game show. Ooh. If you're
0: on a game show on TV. You could jump in before the question <laughs> finishes but that's a risk that you take that they might add another bit on the end. She said what could she got from the ca- car after he got mm. his camera what did he do mm. next? I don't mm. know.
2: I thought the question was going to be who did he go and call?
0: Yes. Uh, and that's why I thought I was going yay. to like name his wife. But I was like mm. oh crap.
1: <laughs> yeah no, and I said it'd be easy.
2: <laughs> well look at that. That worked out well for you madam. You have got 17 points now. Now you're only yes. two behind Paul. And pulls up me. a little bit. That's spiced yeah. it up a bit in this Christmas run-up. All right, everyone, <laughs> let us uh, let's, let's let's just get into it. waste no more time. Let's run that theme tune and let's get to the main event. The main event.
0: Here is our featured topic. Plus Adam might do a rubbish clock summary. Are you fucking serious?
2: Right, everyone, this week we are covering One Night in Miami, uh, which is a lovely film that is playing at the London Film Festival. Um, The reason that we are doing it is because, well, we fucking already told you that, so I don't know why I'm repeating myself. This is why we're doing it. We're doing the damn thing. It's Regina King's directorial debut. Regina King is hot at the moment, hot off the back of things like Leftovers, The Watchmen. If Bill Street could talk, she's now behind the camera with this film. Me and Jenny checked it out Saturday morning. Adam is fresh back from the cinema. Adam, before you give us your thoughts, will you please, please give us a rubbish (laughs) plot summary?
0: Rubbish? You can't do rubbish. Um, I'm going to be good today. So this film is set in, uh, I want to say, is it 1964?
1: Well done.
0: I think so. Don't quote me on that, but it's like a February time. Um, And it's basically Cassius Clay or aka Muhammad Ali, but in the, for the theory of this film, he was cast his Clay at the time, has just beaten Sonny Liston to become the youngest heavyweight champion of the world at the time. Um, after his win, him, he goes back and he meets up with his friends, Malcolm X, Jim Brown, and Stan Cook, and they spend a night in a hotel room in Miami talking about life and about racism and about just shooting the shit in some aspects but yeah they'd spend a night in a hotel room talking and celebrating Cassius Clay's Muhammad Ali's heavyweight champion of the world win victory yeah
2: good lord Adam Paul mm-hmm. has missed out mm. this is the most articulate you've ever fucking been with a point that- summary
0: I mean, you can't, succinct. I don't reckon really, I can really muck around with this plot summary. It's a pretty <laughs> straightforward one. It
2: was very succinct. You got all the names, even Sonny Liston. Yeah. Where you, where you dropping in Sonny Liston from? There
1: we oh, go. D-
2: d- d- a little bit of books in. <laughs>
1: <read> done enough <laughs> stuff on Mohammed.
2: Well, that, that's the film. He says it quite right. Uh, Adam, why don't you go ahead and give us your thoughts first then, since you're fresh out, out, of,
0: the, out of the screening? So, yes, I'm fresh out of the screening. I don't always like to maybe necessarily give a score on a film if it's fresh out um but i'm gonna say i thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed this film it's brilliant the main cast the main four of them are absolutely brilliant in their roles every single one of them nails their character and their role and yes they're just it's probably some of the best casting that you maybe see all year like the roles are spot on the way those people play out their roles are great um again it's just friends in a hotel room kind of shooting shit but it turns out to be some of the most important conversations that shape the next couple of years coming forward for a lot of people in America, especially. Um, yes. Um, yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. It's well done. It's set in one location, and it's almost um, got like a play kind of going on. So, um, But Regina King did a great job of making sure it didn't feel like a play like put on screen. It is definitely It's got a film vibe about it. You definitely you know you're watching a film. You're not just watching could play because it's very dialogue heavy the only thing i would say about this film where it's let me down a bit is this is a film that should kind of i feel like it should stick with you when you come out of the cinema you should be thinking about it a lot and i can already say it's only been a couple of hours but that level is sticking with me and staying with me isn't as there as much as it should be or as much as i thought it to be and it's so weird because it's such important topics here and it's so well done but there is something about it that it might not It just doesn't, it's not sticking with me at the moment. And that might change, but that doesn't take anything away from the film. And I'm going to give it 9 out of 10.
2: What? Okay. All right. We get into it afterwards. Jenny, go ahead.
1: Okay, so um, similar to Adam, I thought this was a brilliant film. Um, literally as I was watching it I had a real appreciation for what I was watching because it it very much felt like a fly on the wall type situation, it felt like I was being privy to something really important Um, so as Adam has said it's basically we're watching this whole evening play out and these conversations between these friends who obviously we start to realise are I mean I think most people know who Malcolm X is but me personally I didn't know who Sam Cooke was by name and I didn't even know who Jim Brown was but obviously you go through the film and you realise that these are all very well-known very successful people in their fields um but yeah you're essentially kind of watching them having very kind of well i say normal personal conversations between them um and as adam touched on about race especially um so yeah i found it i found it very fascinating to see these kind of iconic people um especially malcolm x um just talking like a normal person um if that makes sense um, so yeah it was a, a very very good film I, I don't feel the same way as Adam though like when that film ended I was I was yeah I was like wow this is this is powerful stuff um, and I am a big fan of Regina King as well so yeah I was a big fan of this film
2: and your score out of ten my score you out have of to 10? give one on this I know you don't like to do it but you must you must I
1: know I, I hate giving scores out of ten um, what did Adam give
2: he gave it a nine, even though he went hard on it at the end.
1: Oh, OK, OK, OK. Um, do you know what? I'd have to give this film at least a nine. I'll go with a nine. I wouldn't say it was, like, perfect, perfect, um, because the film itself, whilst it was, it was very good, it, was, it felt quite indulgent at times, and I think sometimes that the, the pace of the film was a little slow, um, so sometimes I kind of stepped out a little bit, kind of thinking, like, where is this going? Um, but then I felt like actually the film kind of tied everything up at the end um, so yeah, I'm going with a nine
0: Two nines mm. Here we go, now this is when it gets interesting <laughs>
2: Well, so I obviously already kind of knew Jenny's thoughts but I didn't know what you were going to make of it Adam I'll tell you this much I thought that you, this film was a bit of you all over the place but I thought the thing that wouldn't be a bit of you was the fact that it was a a lot of dialogue it was dialogue heavy very driven by conversation so for me i you know i love that shit my favorite film is glenn gary glenn ross i love films that are based on plays i never get why that's a criticism there's a lot of people on twitter at the moment that are seemingly criticizing the film for being very play, very stagey lots of dialogue there's no i don't see that being an issue whatsoever because adam like you said they make it cinematic they, it, Regina King somehow has a style already. Like it was very, it, it was very well directed. It looked fucking beautifully. So whether or not it was just conversations in a motel room, it really felt like it was a bit of cinema. I loved all the conversations. I and again, I agree with with Jenny in disagreeing with you. When that film ended, mate, we were talking about that shit because there was conversations to be had. That was like I've never seen. We were saying this. Obviously, these are big characters, and, and Cassius Clay and Malcolm X, the two most prominent. Okay, but Malcolm X is always presented as as a much more aggressive, outspoken, forceful leader, particularly in the in the media. But almost like that's the narrative they want, so that you dismiss him as oh, just mm. an angry black man, an angry militant black guy. Whereas in this film, it was the first time that it was like, fuck, man, we're getting to Heart and soul of character, and I know that it's this is not necessarily all factual because uh, afterwards I realised yeah. that okay, these four people no did one meet knew what happened in that in room the diner, but no one knows what happened in the room. So mm. it's it's a creation, but that doesn't matter because it's it's not about oh well he didn't really say that. The whole thing, the reason the film is so fucking beautiful, is it is it comes down to the, what are the expectations on successful black people? Like what mm. do they owe their race, their community? through their success. And each of them has a different idea of what it means to be a successful black person and what it means to to push race forward. And the dynamic between them all was on fire. I I fucking loved it. I was so close, so close to giving it the 10 out of 10. The only thing that held me back was the before they got in the room, the f- opening 20-30 minutes. It all felt a little bit scattergun I liked it, but it was a little Ooh. bit wavy. It was needed
0: though. It was it I, okay. It, it yeah,
2: needed it. I know it needed it because we needed to establish some demo before they got in the room. But like I say, you know me. I love fucking dialogue driven. I could I could watch four <laughs> hours of two guys just chatting shit. And for that reason, for me, it is also a nine. But that okay. is high fucking praise for
0: yeah. Re- wow. Regina
2: King directorial debut. She's getting mm. three nines on the Filmbusters podcast. <laughs> yeah.
0: And also, I it's gosh. a. I want to say something about her direct... Like, you said it in there. She put... You mentioned that she really picked up a style. It's a very hard film, I would say, to put a style on because of its single location. It is a lot of just a shot on one person, a shot on another, a shot on another. You can't really do a lot with it, can you? But somehow, there is something in there that she's done. She It's... it's
2: there's a, a very clear aesthetic. Like, think about every time it cuts yeah.
0: away from that room.
2: The lighting is beautiful. Whenever you, like, when you see yeah. Sam Cook's performance on stage when Malcolm X was standing yeah. at the
0: back. Yeah, but it's a hard film to put, it's a hard film to almost put a take on. It's almost a hard film to, it's almost a bit like, you could say, like a bit like Reservoir Dogs apart from, the, like, it's a bit of a weird one to compare it to, but that's a similar type of film where you can't almost put a stamp on it yet because it's so driven by the actors and the dialogue of that film that is where the, the core of this film is but then to manage to put your stamp as a director on top of that is saying a lot as well
1: I, I think she would have had a big part to play in managing to get these four guys to be vulnerable on the screen especially Malcolm yeah. X I don't know how she managed to do that because as soon as I was like oh this is a film about Malcolm X like Ben touched on I had a quite firm idea of what that character was going to be like yeah. And then I saw this guy and I was just like, what? Yeah. Who is this they even,
0: guy? Even, even Jim Brown mentions it to him at the end. Or oh, no, it Sam Cooke at the end. I don't remember who says it to him. But he said, like, you used to be even softer than this, Malcolm. Like, you used to open up more and mm. you've become down this road. And he's saying, like... So there's obviously, like, a hinting at Even then he was in his, like, camera self, if that makes sense. Mm. But he
2: was, like... Malcolm X, for sure, in this film, you, I've never seen a, a soft side to him. In this way. And I've watched that entire Spike Lee, Malcolm X. The thing is, I can remember less about Malcolm X from that film, which was over three hours. I feel like I know yeah. much more about Malcolm X from this one.
1: Yeah, in terms yeah. of like his motivations and what's driving him.
2: Yeah, sure. and also like them as the man. Like, who the man
0: was, because in that, and have a conversation with somebody as a man as well, like exactly face to face. Mm. Like, when him and Sam are shooting the shit, that's the most interesting part about that film. Like, obviously, it's most of the filming capacity of it, mm. but uh, yeah, they, when them two are shooting the shit, like, they're going at each other, it's brilliant. And it's like, it's interesting to see different people's different takes on what makes what it mean to be successful, yeah, because mm. it's like, it's that whole different you're hitting back and forth. It's like, well, I think I'm doing well by doing this. Just because it's like you said, economic freedom is more it's almost it's freedom in some capacity as well,
1: well, that was Jim Brown, wasn't it yeah, yeah. that was that was a very fascinating conversation because that's when the two guys have stepped out, isn't it? And it's just yeah. Jim Brown and Malcolm X talking mm. um but yeah they they all in their own way, they have their little bit, don't they, where they well I'm trying to think now
0: yeah, they're all like yeah. they're all off yeah.
1: In one way or another, I th- I'm just trying to think. I think it's actually Cassius Clay who's more of the kind of standoffish, like doesn't really get involved or isn't. He's being... just
0: trying to enjoy. It. He's been trying to enjoy his it. night, isn't he? Well, he's yeah, not...
1: he's just bloody no. one, isn't he? He's like he's I want to enjoy myself. He's you like know? young
2: Adam. He's like young he, Adam when he, coronavirus <laughs> struck, and uh, you try and bridle him Stop in, and Adam's from... like, I'm going out partying.
1: <laughs> yeah. But in a way, like that's what he wants to do, isn't it? He's like jumping up and down the bed, and he's like, "We're we gonna go and out." Then that also and...
0: shows the level of the man that he is, because he also mm. was happy to sit down and have a conversation. In some ways, when you sum up Muhammad Ali, you look back for his life. There, he was more of that. Like, that was more of him. Like he always doesn't class him as that party. animal. yes, he was like married like seven times or something like that. But he was mm. never he was there for his beliefs. That was him, almost before he was went with Malcolm X, because you got to remember, like, was it Sam Cooke died at the end of that year? The film was shot him. Yeah. And Al- and Malcolm X sorry died a year later, in the, like the next mm. February. Mm.
2: Muhammad Ali or Malcolm X?
0: Malcolm X sorry. Yeah. Muhammad Ali died in twenty
2: sixteen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But so, Adam, with the other day when we met up, you said that you had just you had finished just finished reading Muhammad Ali's biography or something. Yeah. How accurate? A depiction of the man, would you say it was in this film compared to what you read? It
0: is him, isn't it? It's like that is that guy there did a brilliant job of being Mohammed Ali, like the charisma of him, isn't it? It's, it's almost one of those people where, in some ways, it would be easy to act like him because he gives you so much personality, but to nail it to the extent that he did is a lot harder than it probably is. Mm. To, he gives you a lot to work with, but to actually be like, as lifelike as he was. And then also, yeah, the, the downside of, like, the other side of him was that the off the camera talking stuff and beliefs and ideologies and all this type of stuff that he was almost just as famous for. And yeah. it's also, it just, this plays great to the other actors as well in that film. If you've got somebody on screen who is chari- as charismatic as how Ali is, when, like, he, when he's on screen, when he's in that mode, he steals the show. But then these other four actors still manage... To, yeah, to have their place in the film. He I didn't steal his
1: life. <laughs> I felt the opposite. I felt all the other characters made more of an impression on me than Muhammad Ali. I don't know why. but It
0: might be because you know Muhammad Ali as well, maybe. That's why. Maybe well, maybe. And lo- also, lo- we lo- more to learn about, from people.
1: Well, you talk about preconceptions of Malcolm X, but like for me, Muhammad Ali, I, I've always just got these memories. I could be totally wrong because I don't, I don't know much about him at all. But again, I thought of him as like this kind of fierce, competitive Maybe aggressive type of guy. And again, in this film, it was like, man, he nothing like that at all. Mm-hmm. He's this really young guy who, who kind yeah. of wants to do the right thing. He wants to enjoy his win, but at the same time, he's like, oh man, I've got to make these decisions about my religion. I've got to make these decisions about. Well, yeah, yeah, it's well, the my biggest steps. thing about. He's, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. He, yeah so, like, Ali's lost. biggest thing. Yeah. Was, he, stop- was it st- he stopped in his prime? He stopped. Mm. He got banned for boxing for three years when he was like in his late 20s. In his prime, because he didn't want to go to Vietnam, and like that's what yeah. he said at the end of it. It's like, those? that's why he stopped boxing. Yeah, he got he almost got put in prison because he got didn't he didn't sign up for the draft of um. I know that he was a Muslim, yeah. and he didn't believe in war, and mm-hmm. violence. So they tried signing uh, up yeah, for the wait, wait, war. Wait, wait, wait,
2: wait. I don't think it was because he was Muslim. Hang
0: on, I don't think yeah, he it was down to his beliefs. It was down to yeah, but I think personal rather than religious beliefs, right? Yeah, but it was the religious beliefs were the ones that stopped him. It was like okay. That was all his right. Reason.
2: Well, he, here is an interesting point then, because so much of this film fo- also spoke about the Nation of Islam and like his conversion from Cassius Clay to Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X was his champion. Like, come over to it, the, so then that's the Nation, brother. But then he was going to leave and set up his own own thing. So, what I thought was interesting was how they were tying in Islam, the Nation of Islam, being a Muslim with also moving forward as, uh, as black men, right? What does the one thing have to do with the other? Because like what you were just saying there is he objected to the war because he was Muslim. I with My understanding is always he objected to it because of his personal beliefs rather than religious beliefs. And I think a lot of what Malcolm X, the reason that I couldn't um, identify with Malcolm X in this film, Obviously I'm not a black person But I, I absolutely 100% agree With everything that they were saying For their own progression and whatnot. But I don't believe that religion was fucking needed for it He didn't need to I don't know enough about it But he didn't need to join the nation of Islam
0: It was just a way of breaking free It was their way of doing it It was.
2: But then they, they moved from the shackles That the white people had put on them Right into the shackles of religion
1: mm, That's one way yeah. of looking at it
0: that 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 that's it. Like, that's why that's why Malcolm X went off to set up his own religion.
1: And the thing is, you got to realize is that this was 1964. Like, I'm not saying that religion isn't important now, but it was, I'd say, much more of an importance back then, right?
0: Yeah. Like you, if you yeah, were asked, yeah, like,
1: "Are you religious? What's your religion?" Like, you've got to have an answer. Whereas these days, we can say, "Oh, I'm," you know, an atheist, or I'm. Mm. Whatever. It was
0: almost a way of. Being reborn—that's what Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali looks at it, it was because he did it to get rid of his na- name. he's mm. called it his slave name, didn't That's why he doesn't like the play be yeah. mm-hmm. because. So it was so about like throwing himself, off, throwing yeah, off and the it's name, re- bu- you reborn yourself as this person, and now, like you are this person now. This is you. They just used. I think they used people, religion as a way to guide them through life.
2: So people like, used uh, different it things. Good. Yeah, but yeah, and it, I think. Uh, Sorry. You can't, you
1: can't, you can't say that, that you know religion and power don't go hand in hand, right? Well,
2: they do absolutely. But and that was, you know, that's the reason that it is so bullshit. I get that point about it was the sixties, <laughs> but then Malcolm X died because of that religion. The Nation of Islam fucking murdered him.
0: Mm, Cause he set up his own new one, didn't he? But...
2: Yeah, and uh, amidst other things, I'm sure it was like cause I don't know, I, feel, I don't know enough, but I think Malcolm X knew some stuff about what was really going on at the Nation of Islam with some of the top figureheads. Being well, they hinted
0: at it, didn't they? He hinted at the... I think it was his wife said about the rooms with all the girls in.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in the right. house. Yes. Yeah. And,
0: and it's never...
1: No, no one ever likes being rejected, do they, anyway? No. No,
0: if no exactly you're signing exactly up to. Right.
1: A, if you're signing up to a big religion and then you're going, actually, I think I can do better on my own, then that's not going to be liked. <laughs>
2: no I've, the thing that was interesting most of all about the film was exactly this you had four different people who all believed that they were doing something that was pushing not necessarily the whole race forward but as black men they were successful black men but each of them had a very fucking different idea about it and the conversation and the debate between them was quality because when you listen to each person speak you mm. could almost go Oh yeah, I get your point. I get your point. There was no one who came across as like, "Oh no, you're you're well out of the loop."
0: Every single person watching this film will identify with somebody in that room.
2: Which one? Go on. Which uh, uh, this Oh no, actually, <laughs> I, uh, this I think is it's for me. Nice. We're white. We are Caucasian. For Caucasian. me, I'd
0: say I kind of agree with Jim White, Jim Brown. Sorry, feel of it. That's what I think I'd be more like in that situation. Mm, Personality-wise, no, maybe a little bit more laid back. Kind of, he was kind of seeing both sides of it, trying to keep a bit of peace, wasn't he? he so just, his, yeah. so
2: the the bad thing, well, not the bad thing, the negative to Jim White's approach was that it was right. like, Jim Brown. <laughs> sorry, that's because Adam said <laughs> Jim White, and now we're talking <laughs> about know. the White version. This is terrible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the the, the thing it, about yeah.
2: Jim Brown's Brown. point of view was it was kind of cool and and children laid back but then the negative was that it was ultimately about him not quite in the same Mm. way as Sam Cooke but for him it was like Mm. well I'm getting paid they can kill me off five minutes in if they want I'm getting paid
1: I felt like his view was like quite I was going to say idealistic and that's actually not what I mean but he was like do you know what the only way that I can move things forward is to focus on myself and make sure that I'm successful and almost like that will I don't know through that it will lead Mm. on Through
2: me, you know. Yeah, lead the Um, way, be a figure. And actually,
1: it felt very much like he was on the opposite end of Malcolm X, whereas Malcolm X was like, everything I'm doing is for everybody else. It felt like Jim Brown was kind of saying, you know what?
2: Mm.
0: Um, I always saw him as a peacekeeper. That's what I'd say it was.
1: Well, he was in the sense Mm. that he was quite calm and he was just like, come on, guys. But, you know, when he had that one-to-one just with Malcolm X, when he was like, showed his cards, so to speak. I was a little bit like, okay, like you said earlier, Adam, like, um, you know, it's it's about economic growth. Like, that's where the power is. But it was very much his individual, um, you mm. know, personal development mm. rather than thinking about his success paving the way for the success of others. So, you know, if I had to pick a character that I thought, yeah, I, it was um, Sam Cooke, was it?
2: Yeah.
1: I'd pick Sam Cooke because... I could really relate to him, I just thought this guy he just wants to make music, he just wants to sing, he's like, very talented, he just wants to get his talent out to the masses, and then he's obviously the one that's challenged the most by Malcolm X, but actually, I mean we won't, we, I don't want to spoil the ending just yet, but it's just like this guy really does turn it around, doesn't he?
2: Yeah. And Unless, I, quite yeah. Like, I
1: quite like that, that personal growth there, where it was like, I can... Do what I want. I can be entertaining. I can sing. I can do all these things, yeah. but I can also.
0: That bit, that bit when he was talking to um, Jim Brown at the end, when he mm. wrote, when he was talking about when he first listened to "Blowing in the Wind," mm. that was that was like that's like a like that was like heartfelt man. That was, was like, powerful. Stuff. Feel his pain, man. Like yeah. yeah, it was that was his whole
2: performance. Like I think he out of everyone. <laughs> Was fascinating to watch. The Malcolm X guy was, was great. But that Leslie Odom Jr. He's from Hamilton, Adam, as well. He's a brilliant singer in Adam. He's like a quality singer.
0: Yeah, because when he started singing, I was like, boy, have I put some soundtrack on this? Cause <laughs> that's, it's him. Sing, sing, that's him. Sing, he's sing, He's fucking
2: incredible, mate. It's he's so good. good. And funnily enough, there's a song in Hamilton that he sings, which is the best song in all of Hamilton, mm. called I Want to Be in the Room Where It Happens. And it's all about being in the room where decisions are made and things mm. are moved forward. And funnily enough... In this film, he was in the room where it happened. (laughs) But that's interesting that, yes, he is the peacekeeper. Jim Jim Brown is the peacekeeper, and he is almost like the absolute opposite of Malcolm X, and that's the reason why he doesn't, Malcolm X doesn't focus on Jim Brown, because he's like, you're doing your thing, you're the opposite. Sam Cooke is more similar to Malcolm X. He put his neck out on the line, that's what he did. He went
0: for him. He went for him. He'd like he questioned Malcolm. I think I
1: think he went for him though because he was like, "You are pliable. Like I can I can work on you." Yes, yes. I can. I can. What did he say when when he storms out the room? He says to the other guys, "I've got to shake him out of this, or I've got to give him a wake up call." I think that was his words. Mm. Because he could see he was just like, "Man, this guy, he's talented." I mean, to be honest and not being funny, I think out of all of them, well, actually no, Muhammad Ali would obviously have a lot of influence. But I don't know when it comes to music you can put a hidden message in, can't you, without it being too obvious, and I think he can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what what
0: Malcolm was trying to say to him, wasn't it? It was like... Pretty much. You are in the privileged position.
2: You don't realise how much influence you have, because that's it. Sam Cooke was reaching the masses. He was already
0: reaching them. Mm. And then it's like... Well, this is what he was saying as well, when the Rolling Stones covered his song as well, Well, not his song, but his, his song. But this, this is, from oh it. man!
2: But that you know, it was a scene interesting, like man. that. That's interesting. This one is film was so good. The script is incredible, obviously, because of that dialogue. Because and you, that, I never really think
0: of it in that way. You never really thought of like the Beatles breaking in America. Yeah. Would stop these other people that like, people don't see it as a. I mean, it's a British point of view, kind of live, like great, like yeah. But then it's also the other right, it's are trying to get through, and how mm. big band. It's kind of like them, how like you kind of value pop music for now, isn't it? It's like mm-hmm. when you get annoyed that all these x-factor artists and they're going to be christmas number one or whatever they get they literally come off the x-factor and they're number one yeah and you're like there's generally good people out right here doing good shit breaking their asses to get there and they're not getting there because what they kind of it's not i mean obviously the beatles is a completely different aspect they they broke their back yeah. and they made it big and then broke into america with like a kind of a backstage pass didn't they but yeah is that kind of
2: yeah well, no one knows better than the three of us on this call that how how underrated true artistry is when it comes to music. But that's the mm. thing. Sam Cooke was a true artist as well. He was, and he had the potential. He was making songs that people enjoyed listening to, but like Malcolm yeah. X was like brother you need to fucking get a message out there with it
0: he almost doesn't always need you don't always need to have a message him just singing about nice stuff is some way just as good it's like sometimes you need to have a break man well but there's okay but that's that's the whole thing in the film isn't it that's That's, where
1: the tension is isn't it that's how sam feels at the beginning he's a little bit like get off my back i just want to i just want to sing i just want to do my tunes yeah exactly And you're right, Adam, you can't diminish that. Like, There's a place for all of this stuff. But I guess really? Malcolm X is like, hang on a minute, we've got all this stuff going on. You need to do your little bit and, and help us out here because you you Because your little you bit both. would
2: help a lot. That's why that scene yeah. that, that scene where, where his mic cuts out and he talks to those people in the front row and they get mm. the whole tune going to the back. Like I was saying this to Jenny, Adam, that is the most symbolic seen in the film because it's like his tiny whispers at the front of the stage rippled through that whole building. They couldn't even hear Sam cook up the front. They didn't need to because Sam cook had passed the message on to a few and it rippled throughout everyone in that that room, the whole black community. So Sam cook just needs to they get were a little a rabble. Message out.
1: they were a rabble up until that point, weren't they? The whole yeah. band walked off like the security like come on guys let's get the hell out of here. Um yeah, it's a bit crazy how he just turned that around. Oh,
0: there's no shame in getting outwritten by Bob Dylan is there
2: no, there's not. But that was interesting as well. When he put, uh, yeah, when he puts the vinyl <laughs> of blowing in the Wind" on, it is like, yeah, don't diss <laughs> Dylan, please. And then it's funny that he didn't. He was like, "You should have written this fucking song." How's this guy, who hasn't faced half of the persecution you have, come out with mm. this fucking song? And I know Dylan. Dylan is is a is a huge advocate for, like, civil the civil rights movement. Well, he wrote The Hurricane, didn't he? Yeah, Hurricane, yeah. I, I enjoyed listening to the music in the film as well, honestly. It was, yeah.
0: And it's also great to listen, kind of a bit, they, it felt like, they, yeah, was much was a bit indulgent with, like, just dropping in popular reference, but it is, that's what was happening at the time, man. Like, Muhammad Ali had just met the Beatles, and that was, like, mm. the biggest band in the world, and, like, that's a famous meeting in history, like, Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's another documentary and they're just talking about it in the film. It's just like, you are really that fly in that room and it's like, you. everybody knows how important this stuff is now, but to be there when it happened and it's, you must talk about it how it isn't important because they don't really, you don't, nobody knows how big that's going to mean in the future, yeah. do they?
1: It all starts with a thought though, doesn't it? Yeah. That's the thing.
0: The thing that's subdued up this film, so you talk about the first 20 minutes again. I thought it was good because it kind of gives you like a, just, Teasing like a background on everybody, but it's that bit when Jim Brown goes to visit his old uh, his school I was teacher or something. about To
1: say, can we talk oh about my God, the scene, like, please? Because that, was... like,
0: because that was kind of like you're just kind of flicking through bits of the film, aren't you? Like, you just see Mohammed do his thing, and then you just uh, was it go to Sam, didn't it next, and then it went to Jim. And you're like, okay, great, and they, they were kind of like they were just doing it. Like, obviously, the Coca scene wasn't. It was harsh. But that one was like Okay Bam Like We're going here now This is
2: And the thing is You kind of knew Something was going wrong Because it's like Why is this white guy Being so nice to him Like what are we setting Us up for Something's going to Not
1: being funny When that scene begins And you're just seeing him Driving up to this Massive house I was I was, Straight away I was like That's a slave owner House right there Yeah
0: we're driving one. up On the plantation And also He said to him He said to him Didn't he Ever since your family First got here
1: there you go. There yeah. you
2: go. But that still hit hard when he fucking, oh, when he oh says that line God. to him. That hit hard, man. And it cut right through. There was like a sadness and a disappointment in Jim Brown's face,
0: but also, a, I, I, knew that's the way you thought.
1: Yeah. But
0: this is what Jim he said later in the filming, didn't he? He said, "Was people he, well, he's talking to Mohammed Ali? Not Muhammad, is it Malcolm X about? Is you walk past a dog and you won a medal for not kicking it? There you go. He said mm. he'd rather just the people that come out and just." they're straight up raised to your face because you know where you stand from the beginning. Yeah. It's the people that pussyfoot around it and kind of want you to look at me, look at me, and then, oh. And wow. that
1: was that scene was seriously tense because we, obviously, me and Ben weren't talking because I'm not allowed to speak, by the way, when we watch films, you've got to stay still. Who is? Who um, in the one will <laughs> But speak? Um, but we were both thinking it, obviously, because I'm just watching this scene and I'm just like, okay, like, you know, I've already seen this house. I'm like, mm-hmm. Gets up on the porch. I'm like, okay, they sit down. Having this conversation, all seems kind of pleasant. You know, the guy's like, oh, you know, whatever you need, just, just let me know, I'm, I'm here for you, man. And you're just like, okay. But it was, it was Jim Brown, you could see it in his eyes. It was literally like, he's, he was saying all the right things, doing all the right things. Even turning up at this guy's house, it's like, he clearly doesn't want to be there. But he's like, but I've got to be respectful, I've got to show up. And then just that yeah. final line, you're just like, shit, this is why, this is why.
0: And the guy walks off like it's nothing as well. Yeah, I know. It's he's just, like,
2: yeah, you know the rules. Yeah, the funny like, thing about he, what you he were wasn't just, even
0: apologetic about it. He just was just like, of course bam. he's not
2: going to apologize for his racism. Yeah. Like he didn't even go. Grade. He didn't even go
0: sorry. I mean, he just went straight. Bam.
2: You know what you just said, Jenny is very uh, funny because you said he went there and he was like, come on, just do the right thing. So he went there trying to do the right thing. This mm-hmm. reminded me of do the right thing and although a very different film the way that it, it's played out and the way that it is ultimately it's about the same thing it's about how do the black community decide how they're going to move forward when they had two huge figureheads two leaders, influential pillars of the community who were saying complete opposite messages they both wanted to push the movement forward but Martin Luther King was peaceful and Malcolm X says we need to protest we need to get violent mm. And it's like, oh. how can then these two people who are like, I, I don't even know. I, I, we have nothing to compare them to. It, the, you know, white people have no. There's no white representative leaders as there shouldn't be. So we wouldn't even uh, can't even comprehend. No. I mean,
1: it, it's that general concept of like, if you want to actually move things forward and essentially get to a place where everyone. Wouldn't that be nice? But everyone's treated fairly. You you can you can appreciate there'd be different approaches to that. You can be confrontational, yeah. Say, so it's like enough.
2: politics. I suppose it's like Tories and con- it's like it's like having yeah. It's just a different Labour approach and It's
1: a different approach. And but like, you can you know, They
2: can't afford to have a different approach. Is is the thing with the civil rights well, movement? They had to all pull and steer their ships in the right direction. And then you've mm-hmm. got two leaders who are given different things. That's why you're then left with a film like that where you've got these four guys in a room. Trying to work out what, how, how to, how to, to, deal with the responsibilities now
0: that they've made it. Yeah. Mm. Did you? Um, I don't know if it was necessarily a dig at Green Book, but I felt it was. Uh. Yeah, there was the Green Book line.
1: <laughs> I spotted that. There was that Green it Book line.
0: What was it? <laughs> <And> <laughs> what did they say? They said something said, about- he said something like, "He said this, this. This isn't like Green Book. It won't tell you where you, what you can and can't do. You've got to make your mind up for yourself." Boom and I thought that was a nice little like dig it's like Green Book put it on a plate for you and tried making it nice and, oh, come this, on. and she's basically saying this film's not like that man you, you watch this film yes it hits you hard but you've just got to make up your mind of it it's not going to tell you how to feel you've got to make your mind up how you feel at the end of this one
2: for every film that comes out like this and like Black Klansman right, it goes more and more to show how tragic it was that Green Book won the fucking Oscar yeah mm. The white-made film about racism. Fuck that. We ain't trying to hear those stories. And it's the same thing as like now. Like we could be criticised, right? And rightly, I'm aware that we're kind of part of the problem with what we're doing now. Three white people were releasing a podcast about this film. And everyone's entitled to their opinion, of course. And, and we talk about film, so we're going to cover it. But really, the truth of the matter is, objectively, I would ra- much rather hear from black people yeah. and hear what they thought of this film. Than white people. My Twitter is is cluttered with white reactions to this film, and many people mm. saying, and I'm not. This is not a dig at you, Adam, but but similar things to what you said, such as like um, it didn't really stick with me. It, it, it felt a little bit empty. It's like I, I It kind of would be for you because you ain't fucking going through that shit. You you haven't got that
0: baggage in in your life. I'm not saying, I'm, and I'm I'm not aiming it at. at you. i won't say it's empty. I'm just saying that the the, the discussions that happen in this film. And the powers that have been, and how well, it, well done it was, and how well, in every aspect, it should be making you. I kind of, so after I came out of the film, I walked from the South Bank and I walked to Tottenham Court Road. It's only like a 20 minute walk, but I thought, nah, it just, it's nice weather. I don't really want to get on the train, I just want to walk. Yeah. So I walked it. And on that walk, I've just come out the cinema. You normally think about your film in your head. And I differ a bit, then after a while, it just kind of slipped out of my head a bit. And that's what I kind of mean Mm. It should have It should have been there a bit more I thought it would be as well And now having this conversation with you It's all coming back And I think it will now after this conversation I I feel like it maybe needed talking about it
1: Exactly that conversation to hash it out The
0: two of you come out of there And you can talk to each other straight away
1: There you go And that's it But when you're with yourself
0: You kind of process your thoughts on it quickly You've got your 10-15 minutes And then after that you're like you need to have a conversation now with somebody to get more reactions and talk about that point and this point. And I think that might have been where it was, but, yeah, that's, it just I, felt I a little bit weird that. to me.
2: Weird. Well, the thing is, it is for a community who have suffered and been through it and oh, yeah, are, they're not yeah. nowhere near I'm out, out the other side, but have made progress, yeah. exactly. They've made a bit of progress since, since then the film is for them and it's reflective in that way and i think it's fucking fascinating because all of those questions still exist even now <clears throat> the questions that Malcolm X is asking of Sam Cooke now you could say about like modern day rappers for example why can't you all be like a carla a carla spreading yeah. the message out there you've all got this position of power why don't you do it as well instead of talking about access and then he was saying money. to some
0: like about what Sam Cooke was saying to uh, he said it to back to Malcolm X about Elijah Muhammad wasn't it and it was like he's living there in his palace but yes. when you look outside you've still got the people who are doing more harm to their community who live within that community it's like they're the people that also you, why aren't they as bad as what you're saying you, the other people are like
2: yeah
0: why are you like they're getting away with like dealing drugs and everything like that mm-hmm. but why the- yeah
2: the film was made by black people for black people, and I think yep. ultimately. But at the,
1: same, at the same time, I think, no, I think it's for everyone.
2: You're right, I, I know. know, I didn't mean I it might, to sound I so. Might, I might be I controversial it here. It's their
1: story, and they're telling it in their way, but it is yeah. for everybody. Because I, yeah, I, I think, I think most, people, most people would agree that you're only going to get pro- progression if you can get the majority on board.
0: Um, but at the end of the day, people shouldn't be listening to our podcast over somebody else's podcast. That,
2: that's kind of what exactly. You know, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of saying, yeah, that's it. It's like it's all well, we could love it and enjoy it for sure. And yes, it, it it wouldn't be. It's not. I'm not saying that it's exclusively for black people, but ultimately, it's like their 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 tale. It's for them to to go to and really relate to. Like when NWA released "Fuck the Police," man, that was an anthem for a dis enfranchised, dispossessed community of people. It wasn't for middle-class people who were doing very well. It wasn't for course. Ready to Play, was
0: it? It wasn't, like... Yeah. And even the screening I went to, so I went to see it at the festival, and there was, I would say, it was predominantly... Maybe black people went to see that film.
2: Majority black people, yeah?
0: That's good. I'm yeah, glad. that was... Yeah. Oh, also, like it was one talked. of the best cinemas I've been to. So they took away seats, so nobody can sit next to you. There's two seats in a gap. Also, it means nobody's in front of you because it's all... Everyone's like, that's lovely. Like a like a, like a, like a chessboard. It's like a chessboard, isn't <laughs> so it? Sort of so, everybody's shout like,
2: out to the BFI for doing this thing, yeah, they did a great that's job. An environment you want to be in Adam, how would, since we, we only watched it on the telly, you watched it in the cinema, so you got the yeah. cinema experience. Do you think yeah. you benefit from having the cinema experience for this kind of film
0: or not? Um, I don't know, to be honest. I feel like everybody watching this film. There was a, there was obviously pe- pe- parts where people laughed out loud. But there's not a many... There is some comic relief in the film. But it's also comic relief coming off the back of heavy subjects. Mm. So you don't almost laugh straight away because you're not... You kind of have a relief within yourself of maybe the tension you've built up. But you don't laugh out loud because... But, yeah, there was some laugh out loud moments. But everybody in the film was very... You could hear the silence in the film. And there was a couple of... The only bit was that Jim Brown bit on the porch in there. But people were like... Gasp like is that shock And at the end of it Everybody was And at the end of it Everybody was clapping Oh did they Good
2: Yeah I I, like the
0: first in my head I was like Why are people clapping I was like oh shit We're actually at the festival There is actually probably People from the film But here Like they can actually Hear you clapping for them Like Yeah That's
2: incredible Malcolm X attended The screening yesterday I wish he had rocked up For you today man
0: You know he's British That actor
2: Is he Yeah He did a very good American accent
0: do you, know what, do you know what? It took me so long into the film to realise where the guy who played Jim Brown was from, and I was like, "Shit!" Oh, the guy from it. It. what's he from? It's Invisible Man. He's the, yes. the her friend in Invisible Man, friend. the policeman. And how's that for that a weird? I don't know. What. To the
2: last time <laughs> that there was no film, but there was only two film busters people. Yeah.
0: Well, was there anyone from the Gentleman in it? <laughs> there was not. No. <laughs> um,
2: I think. Look. We said largely everything that needs to be said on this I would love this film I would love the Oscars to go ahead Not that it matters But I would love them to go ahead next year And I would love Regina King To get the fucking Oscar for best director One of these guys
0: also deserves these, these actors also deserve some credit as well Because they were It might be one of the, one of the best casts I've seen Like mm. Between all four of them like, You could almost pin it down on one of them yeah. Like
2: Yeah I mean if there was a weak link and I don't think there was, out of the four of them, I would say it was the guy playing Muhammad Ali. And it's not not because um, he was bad, but I think, like Jenny was saying, I think the other three sort of... Do you reckon it's because he had up. the most
0: to work with to start off with?
2: maybe but also maybe it's because he was like young and youthful and it was and it was more like because the thing is he was like the sacrificial lamb of the film he was he, being put forward as he, a he
1: was already doing his bit wasn't he like yeah, Malcolm yeah. X had already done what he needed to do he'd with spoken it. I mean, to obviously him already. he needed to get him to kind of seal the deal which is obviously what he does when the press are there but actually the main focus then is on the other two isn't it about can I work yeah. these guys can I get them thinking like me yeah and obviously, Jim Brown, not so much, as we find out in the end, but um, Sam Cooke. Mm. Yes.
0: But yes, yeah. that's Sam Cooke. It was Cooke's just champion. great to watch these moments in history and people who were just so influential in history, just, even though it is all dramatised. But imagine actually being, imagine if they had somehow, imagine if they actually did bug the room, like he was so paranoid about. <laughs> just to listen to that conversation. I know. Just mm. what was happening in that room.
2: And this is the thing, sometimes the story is better than the truth in situations like this. Yeah. Because a story is enduring. A s- stories and legends last. Like, you hear things like, you see it in lots of films, but in, in lots of, like... I watched the a film the other day and
0: they said that. Yeah. And it says, like, and it's sometimes all about the legend... It's it will motivate I watched some. it, I'll tell you what it was. I watched 24-hour party people. Oh, yeah, I've never seen it. You and might sound ashamed, Adam. Yeah. Um, no because it's just like how how the where this what I'm going to think of has come from compared to this film but there was a part in it and they're retelling the story and they go uh, they just wanted to be to they had like a, it's all about real people and they had a bit saying they had a real person come on and say this bit didn't actually happen and then uh, Steve Hogan turns around and goes sometimes you just got to let the legends play the story because it's much better than the truth
2: yes yes
0: and it's more helpful than the truth like even if these conversations didn't happen People could take more away from that by learning the lessons and just coming up and maybe people in that situation in real life where they're a bit worried about what they can actually do and listen to somebody talk about that and, like, back it off and maybe answering your questions that you'd have without even realising it.
2: Yeah. Well, people are going to be talking about it regardless after this and it's come out at a good time. Jenny, you and said pe- the other day you looked at the thing about her. It comes out in to, January. To I rush think, this by the way. Coming out because well, of George Floyd.
1: Yeah, it's not even rushed it, it's just uh, I think if, if if I'm right in saying um the article that I read, they started filming in January this year. So then obviously COVID hit like March time, didn't it? Mm. That's um, quite a quick so turnaround, isn't so the it? article was basically saying like they had considered about pausing, you know, because they didn't want to rush, but then Regina was just like apparently she was just like, no, we we've got to get this done because with everything that's going on with um, George Floyd and is it Brunola Taylor? Yeah. I mm. hope I've remembered her name right. Brianna, Brianna Taylor. Uh, Brianna Taylor, apologies. Um, you know, literally the stuff that was going on in that moment, she was just like, no, this, this, this needs to be told now. Yeah. Because this, this is where people are having the conversations and this is going to be part of that conversation. And she was absolutely right to do it. Because that's you've got to mm-hmm. strike while these things are being talked about. Because these things yeah. should always be talked about, but obviously, as of everything, there's a buzz, there's a hype, there's stuff going on, and sadly, things sort of start to fizzle a bit. But actually, stories like this being told, it's like, no, let's keep that momentum going. Let's keep those conversations yeah. going because they need to be had.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, I think I read it came onto it's coming onto Amazon because Amazon film isn't it? Mm. It's coming onto Amazon in mid-January, I think. Yeah. It's not too long.
2: Or Boxing Day even. But either way, it needs to it needs to come out and it needs to be seen by as many people as possible because it was a incredible, incredible watch.
1: Hundred percent, and the more people talking about it, like you guys, the better.
2: Exactly, exactly. So uh, we're going to swiftly move on to hear what other white people thought about the film because it was only white <laughs> people who responded. Sorry, we would love I would love to have a more uh, people of colour actually having their voices out there, but. I had to chase these people down to get their views so we're going to we're gonna read out a few reviews from Twitter which will give you an idea of how people uh, felt
0: about things so the first one we have here is from Theo Fisher 11 um, I hope you're not 11 because I don't think you should be seeing this film if you are 11 <laughs> I think it's probably <laughs> like 18 or 15 maybe, maybe you should yeah. I mean, it, it's 18 or 15 probably oh, yeah it must be 15 or 18 anyway um, they said beautiful transitions from stage to screen I think Kingsley ben who was at Malcolm X wasn't it yeah yeah definitely and possibly leslie umdum jr who was that was that, so that sam, was sam cook yeah okay as well should be in the oscar conversation a hugely important film for the moment we are currently in as well very well said there
2: yeah for, for sure uh this from sean francis cox a powerful ensemble performance from kingsley benedir malcolm x eli gary cassius clay Aldis hodge jim brown and leslie umdum jr sam cook each facing a personal crossroads on a historic night. An accomplished debut from Regina King.
1: Mm, I like that one. Yeah. Uh, Depressed Movie says, Just finished, I really liked it. It's the sort of film where you know exactly what you're going to get, and it delivers on that expectation with such good execution that even the most obvious choices land with a big impact.
2: I don't know what he means by that. I kind of do, but when he says even the most obvious choices land with a big impact, I guess he's talking about the ending with the song because he, he says something about a change is going to come. But I kind of get what you're saying. But not, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. And that's from Simon. Oh. Simon's a good guy as well. Simon's just started a podcast today himself. Shout out to Simon. Go and listen to him. Okay. Go ahead. Have so you got any content
0: now on the podcast? Yeah. shouting Mm -hmm. out his podcast before he's even started because he just started today. Okay,
1: good way to start.
0: The next one here is from Luke Herefield. Um, Thought it was fine, but personally wasn't floored by it. There seems to be a lot of effusive praise for this film, which I don't fully get. I thought it was watchable, but a bit forgettable.
2: Sounds like you Adam
0: Is that you who's written that? I wasn't that harsh (laughs) on it I definitely wasn't that
2: harsh on it That was pretty brutal That one is pretty brutal And I've got to say And I'm not calling Luke out here Because I like Luke as well And and it's good to have a broad range of spectrum But what Luke has said Is what I've seen a fair amount of people actually saying Mm. Not a a majority but quite a bit Which is a bit upsetting to be honest Um. Uh, But thanks for the input Uh, This next from uh, Eton XP Which I think is Claire from London Film Festival I thought it was beautifully filmed and well-acted, but I just didn't engage with it. Felt like the Oscar film that comes around every year, which you can't fault in any way, yet it just doesn't spark anything for you. like, all opinions valid, but guys, your opinions (laughs) suck (laughs) at the moment.
1: (laughs) Well, give it a second, give it a second. We've got another one. Are
0: we going to finish on a bang? We've got got
1: another one. Uh, James Rodriguez says, Regina King delivers a charming feature taking place over one night as we see intimate reflections of larger-than-life figures, moving, hilarious, and a fave of mine from London Film Festival.
2: Yeah,
0: we are finished on that one. That's a nice one. Yeah, on. this is a good one. I would say it's my is favourite. Is that the James Ro- Rodriguez as well?
2: That's, uh, what do you mean, the James Rodriguez? <laughs> the director? No, that's, isn't that, that's not his name. His name's Robert
0: Rodriguez. I swear, oh yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm
2: thinking of the football player, isn't it? James Rodriguez from Real Madrid, yes, of course. Yeah. Not anymore. That's it. <laughs> James Rodriguez has been watching it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Cheers, we're famous. He lives, in, he lives in Liverpool now. He might be down in London.
2: That's true. Well, that was good. Um, i got to say, right, final, final thing on this. I, this is the best film that I've seen so far, at London Film Festival. But there is one other really? film that I've seen which gets a 10.
0: Yeah, I'm about to say because you gave another film a 10. Yeah, so, so so
2: the other film just very briefly is is Relic, <clears throat> which is a horror film about dementia and it's I loved it because of how well it handled dementia and how it presented it in a horror film in a way that I just never would have thought possible. It like it made me tearful and everything, so it, it was incredible for that reason. But I do know that it's only because it took me so by surprise that a horror film could handle that subject matter so well that for me personally it's a 10 personally it's a 10 but this I is the know that film. this is the better film 100% Okay, like oh. this should win an Oscar a Relic will not win an Oscar and shouldn't win an Oscar but this absolutely should
1: Fair
2: play um, yes. so <laughs> the other thing we normally do at this point and I think we've already done it just through conversation is say which character we would be from the film But oh, I yeah. think we've all said
0: Yeah we have Well aren't
1: we both Ish. Me and you Ben Aren't we fighting over Sam Cooke
0: uh, you have to be someone else No You can be the guy from John Wick Standing out the door Ben
2: Oh, oh. Y- Listen You and Jenny Both say the guy from John Wick He is not the guy from John Wick He is <laughs> the guy From Fringe Dunham watch Fringe? Dunham Dunham. Dunham. <laughs> Dunham
0: And he's also in.
2: He's in from the John Wire. Wick now yeah, I know. He's
0: also very helpful. Basically, Malcolm <laughs> X is John Wick. John Wick in this film. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> A very polite John Wick.
0: What
2: is that guy's name?
0: Come on now.
1: Ah, oh, don't
2: ask me.
0: Fringe. I actually did look at it just before because I think I went through the, when the film Lance came out. I was at the Lance Riddick. Lance
2: Riddick. Yeah. Now that Lance. And don't Reddick.
1: don't 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 forget always sunny.
2: Who's in Sonny? Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Don't in, in forget!
1: In... Don't forget him in Always Sunny.
2: Oh, Adam, everybody's been in
0: Always Sunny, man. Everybody's always been in Always Sunny at the moment. There's he's, so many hats he, you just he's, see. He's
1: he's a rival for Shad dynasty, right?
0: Shad
2: dynasty. Oh, is <laughs> that him? <laughs>
0: Fucking hell! Shad dynasty. Him and Frank arguing over Shad dynasty. It's <laughs> not a great episode, I must say. Oh. I was watching. I was watching Hubie Halloween and Bucket. <gasps> um, what you call it? Heel from Breaking Bad and Landslide was in it. Mate Don't watch that film
2: Adam's watching Hubie uh, at Halloween the fucking new Adam Sander
0: film which looks just oh. there was Pete. I was with friends okay I didn't pick it up by
2: myself <laughs> I was going to put it on when I right I was going to put it on when I cleaned the bathroom the other day I played 60 Good seconds film. of it and I turned it off because I hated what point it did you 60 get 60 seconds when What I saw point did you get to? When Ben Stiller turned up Oh God! Literally, the
0: first minute. You didn't even get Adam Sandler speaking, did you?
2: No, I didn't. I didn't even see Adam Sandler okay. in the film.
0: He does. He does the worst act. He does like a. He does a voice the whole film, and just watch it for the voice. It's terrible. It is. Also, there's a cat moment in it, which is the funniest moment of the film. A, I'm a cat's I'm moment. Yeah, there's a a, 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 fa- a cat. It pulls a face, <laughs> which is the best part of the whole film.
1: Okay oh, I might have to watch well, it just
0: that, for that that
1: tells you everything
2: you need <laughs> that's inside like, right?
0: that's inside the first half an hour. I'm pretty sure
2: very good all right well, wow. before we go completely off topic here, the final thing that we have to do is place this film now we don't have nine's Paul all around it. that's high yeah, it's high so Jenny, you are a stop gap for Paul for now, yeah, we're we'll put it in as a placeholder so it's a nine <laughs> it's a bang on a nine for us, and Adam, you and I have to decide where it places. In respect to these two films So we have Casino Above Mulholland Drive Where does it go? Mm. For me I've got to say I've got to say At this moment in time Casino and Mulholland Drive Are better
0: Mm. I'm going to have to agree with you there. I don't think Mm. You sure? Yeah It would be quite reactionary If I think I've put it up there now
2: I know. I feel, I feel like, like it, it needs to it see needs a, be a rewatch. It like that. I was
1: gonna say it's tough. Those those both of those films are like iconic, right?
2: I know, but, it's but kinda give
1: hard this a when chance. This, film is fresh. this fresh. feels
0: like it could be iconic.
1: Well, time will yes. tell, I guess.
0: Come come back in January when it's been on Amazon and we've rewatched it.
2: Well, everything gets a little. Everything needs to roll. Adam, for example, last year went to the to the press screening of Parasite months before yes. it was released, and then it went mm. on to win the Oscar. When you saw that at the time, Adam, did you even have an inkling that it would be up for an Oscar, much less win? Um,
0: I think, I think I you came out, and I think I definitely said it deserved it, but you never think that a film like that would win it, which is why it's so amazing that it did. Well, I think it's weird like what you said with Relic, maybe. It's like you would you would want it to win, but you know deep down inside that it's probably not gonna win it because it's not in that contention in the film.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, so, but this feels like an Oscar, it does feel like it would get an Oscar film.
2: It feel it does the thing about it is it doesn't feel like it was made to get an
0: Oscar.
2: But it, it was no it doesn't made
0: it but it could definitely could get one. And it's almost a weird one, it's like like when these people are saying it, it's like they should get an oscar and I'm like yeah they should but in your head you're like would they really though like it doesn't feel like i don't know it just doesn't yeah it doesn't feel like it's made to win oscars but it definitely i I think she up. should
2: win the oscar for for best director cuz she this is a fucking directoral debut
0: a, a black female to win the oscar for best director that would be it's something one of the most the most hotly disputed categories isn't it as well yeah she
2: was the first. She was the first black female director to have a film at Cannes. Was it Cannes, Jenny, or was it Venice? The Ve-
1: Venice Film Festival. In Venice, is. it came
2: out. So. And
1: that's and that's like someone said. That's just sad that that's a fact for twenty twenty. Mm. But hey, um, hey. At least, at least, at least, it's happening. It's 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 baby steps in the right direction. For um, a film
0: that's worth it as well.
1: Hundred percent. Like it's a strong contender so we'll have to see what the other films are but it definitely would deserve its place I think
0: yeah
2: it does and we're doing our bit for diversity here because we're bringing another female onto the panel you see yes
0: hey <laughs> and it's only because you married her though <laughs> That's oh, right, yeah thanks keep Adam it, keep it this is time. like always sunny when What well, don't know if they were <laughs> married before then were they
2: what Mac and Dee no they got married they not got Mac and Dee Charlie and,
0: Charlie and the Waitress
2: Oh, Charlie and the waitress, yeah. I do
0: look like a. Dennis brings child. his wife in.
2: Yeah, they all bring their wives in to the show. Yeah. yeah you know. You've got to keep it's it in the Frank. family, mate. you got to keep it in the family. You need to get Please. wifed up, Adam.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or Does husbands. Frank bring his
2: wife in? You might be a little gay, man. You could have a husband on if you want.
0: <laughs> I'll be standing outside your doorway. You two can be sitting there having conversations. Yeah. <laughs> right, well. I'll come in and get your autograph halfway through. <laughs>
2: I think now we is the good time To wrap this yeah. thing up So without Paul yes. being here
0: To do the usual wrap ups oh, Can't we just take it off One of the old podcasts No we're going to do My version of it Are you ready I'll just s- I... say Just follow us
1: Can I just say Thank you for having
0: me Of course you can You're more than welcome Anytime <laughs> You've been and a, a great out.
2: addition Very welcome And Paul now Struggled to get his place Back in the
0: podcast Yeah he can Hopefully he has got that job At Wagamama's Yeah Hopefully you, That's where he is tonight he already know. works in cyber anyway, doesn't he? So
2: <laughs> No, thank you very much for yes, coming on you. and stepping stepping in. I've thank enjoyed you. having a conversation with you before the podcast and then having it again on the podcast. Yes. Oh, we we're, well, u- we're united front on this film totally. We, genuine, right? and it Do you know what would be fun? So is that
1: we need to watch another film where we are not yeah. That would be interesting. It
2: doesn't happen all that often. You, sh- what we need is a long overdue Doctor Sleep episode because I did not enjoy that film. Paul thinks it's one of the best films ever, and me and you tangled over it, it, it being good or not. I, well, well, I,
0: watched I, be- I watched Burn After Reading today, and I was thinking in my head before I met Nets that I watched it. I was like, I could put this down as a podcast. And it no, don't,
2: fun. don't. I, oh, I don't <laughs> want to talk about that nonsense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I thought I can't bother that
2: one. No. All right, so listen, I can't do all the wrap-up that Paul does at the end of an episode, but you can find us on Instagram and Facebook and on Twitter, and you can Twitter. email us at filmbusters@outlook.com. You can also follow our... I
0: don't think that's the correct email, Ben, A but d- well, yeah, you'll get it. You'll basically. figure it out. No one emails us anyway. Who
1: uses email anyway?
0: <laughs> exactly. I think we've had one email on the whole time. Yes. <laughs> that was the date, wasn't it? I don't know. We got an email this morning, didn't we, from Pedro.
2: Oh yeah, there was an email this morning from someone called Pedro who said, "What film did they recommend we watch? Something called... Oh, I don't, I don't know, know to goes. be honest." Anyway, you can also find us on our individual Twitters. I am at Filmbusters Malcolm X. Oh, I'm terrible! At Busters, Shouldn't say that.
0: Muhammad Ali. Okay. And G-
1: I'm at Filmbusters Sam Cook, obviously.
0: Oh, no one wants to be Filmbusters Cassius.
1: Sorry, Cassius.
0: I went for Muhammad Ali, so. I didn't dead-name him.
2: Paul is, Paul is Cassius Clay, actually, because he's dead to us. We've got a Muhammad Ali now. Cassius is gone. Yeah,
0: just, and Maximus can be Jim Brown. Like,
2: he, he's Mac- Malcolm-, M- Malcolm Max. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think on that note, we should end the podcast. Masters.